I, I find in general, Korean people know nothing about Goryeo Saram. Yeah. And it's not, a ba- it's not a bad thing, but it like, I, let's just start with this. I remember telling my brother-in-law, who's, who's a nice guy, like in Korean over dinner, I'm going to be speaking to some Goryeo Sarams next week on my podcast. And he looked at me and he went, Goryeo yeah. Shide. <laughs> which, is, which is like 900 AD uh, things. He had, he had no idea what we're talking about. So um, maybe Yonhua, let's start with this idea of Koryo Like, who are you, Yonhua? What, what are we doing here? Uh, like, I am an ethnic Korean. Um, my dad is from Uzbekistan. My mom is from Russia. But there are uh, Korean speaking Russian. So, yeah. And you... You're ethnically Korean. Yes, ethnically I'm Korean. Yeah. But I can speak Russian and it's my like mother tongue. S- say something in Russian for us, Yonha. Здравствуйте, меня зовут Yonha. And in Korean? 안녕하세요, 제 이름은 박연화입니다. It's amazing because you've got these three languages going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we'll, we'll come back to your identity because you made this brilliant video that I showed. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, hello everyone. Thanks for inviting me here. And my name is Daniel. I'm 19. I'm currently a student of Hanyang University. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I'm also part of Koryo Saram and I'm ethnic Korean. Yeah. And actually, this podcast is a very big opportunity for me to speak up about my diaspora. Because I noticed that as more as I live here, people got no idea what is Koryo Saram about. Mm. And yeah. Excellent. Yunsa? <laughs> Hi, my name is Chun Yunsa and I'm from Seoul Women's University. Um, I'm 19 years old and I'm Korean Korean, but I'm here to talk about like how Koreans think about Goryeo Saram and how do um, Koreans think about them, those kind of things. Yeah. yeah, I'm here to talk about that. Um, and it's a great pleasure to have you guys here and thank you for inviting me. Thank mm. you. Same. <laughs> This is the first time you've met a Goryeo Sarah. Yeah. We were checking that uh, Dan Tok Bang in our, in our group <laughs> chat. You said, I've never met yeah. <laughs> Um The first time we did this, uh, th- one of the reasons I decided to do this is because, let's start with this, Yonhua, you made this video project. So you're all my students this semester at yeah. two different universities in different classes. Mm. Yunso is taking three classes with me yeah. this semester. <laughs> Crazy woman. Um, Yonhua, you did this video where you were asking this question, who am I? Can you, can you tell us a little bit about your video? Because we've all seen it. Mm. Um, I was thinking very long time, what mm. should I show? What should, what should I film? And I was answering, like, I was uh, curious, what should I show to professor, to mm. students? Mm. And professor uh, really helped me. And he told me that I should uh, show me and my perspective and i decided to uh, answer my question uh, which was bothering me for a long time it was question about self-identification and not about the psychology side but also in ethnic so i was uh, very curious about where is my homeland Uh, which mm. et- ethnicity is closer to me, and all these questions uh, was like connected with who am I? So I decided to make this video. 
who are you? Did you get, did you get to the <laughs> bottom of any of these questions? I mean, because I guess when Yunso introduced herself, she said, "I'm Korean, Korean." And maybe we'll come to that later. And I kind of know who I am, but it's different for you, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's uh, very difficult to answer mm. now mm. too. Mm. And after making a video, I felt like I became more curious and more questions I have now. Mm. Yeah, actually, I can relate to it as my topic of the video is kind of the same about Kodo Saram. And the main purpose of my video was actually to genuinely answer my question. The question is, do I really have a homeland, hometown? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel 100% native in Korea because maybe I'm not fluent in terms of Korean yet. And, but overall, my mentality is different. And same for Russia, like even though I feel more comfortable in Russia, it's still like you will never feel fully Russian because people will never treat you um, the same because of appearance. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really can understand what the video was about. And there was a lot of similarities, actually, just the different opinions of other people, of the guests of my interview might be their perception of their life in Korea would be different, mm. but overall experience in terms of relationship with other people here is kind of the same, yeah. What's it like, this is a weird question, what's it like to feel not at home in this culture, not at home in, that's a, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know how you can put words on that, mm. but I get a bit of it, but I guess I, like, I al always know where my home is, even if I don't live there. Uh, I would say, it's not that bad as both countries, yeah. like Russia and Korea, it's a good choice for me to live in. And I've got friends uh, either in Russia and like in Korea. So I don't really have this um, everyday problems. But I would say just when you think about it overall that you are as a citizen, you don't have really belonging towards anything. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes kind of gets you, right? So when you feel down or something, it is something that you ask yourself quite a lot during these times. Mm. And maybe it's like a problem which every, not only Kodos around actually, but people from different ethnic groups can relate to. Yeah. Like mm. in the whole world, there are a lot of ethnic groups that people don't know much about. Mm. And the same issues works for them in both of the countries. So, yeah. My kids are going to go through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm talking to you and listening to you and find out because my kids will probably have the same or similar identity problems growing up. You saw any like this kind of? We're just stepping into this topic of Corios Aram, but I think it's really cool that you're here because it's not very well known in Korea, I guess, is it? Yeah. So like before coming to here, I mm. asked like few of my friends about Corios Aram, <laughs> and they did know about Corios Aram, oh. but they've never seen them like in person like me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what do they look like in person? Were they what you expect? It's a weird question. No, like <laughs> I don't want to be racist and I yeah. don't like expect like very different things from Goryeo Saram, but <laughs> yeah, but like, for example, we see lots of Joseonjok in mm. our society, mm. but um, What's Joseonjok to you? Like people might not um, know what Joseonjok is. Yeah, they are like ethnic Chinese, ethnic. Mm -hmm. like they were, part of the Korean people, mm. but they moved to China mm. like very mm. long years ago. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they are currently living in China or they moved to Korea. Mm. But one of my friends said that um, she feels like more closer to Korea Saram even if she didn't, did not like see many of the Korea Saram before, mm. like more than a Joseonjo. Yeah. Mm. 
there's a bit of Korea China thing that goes yeah. on in society. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. They always argue about who's got the best food in class and things. <laughs> <laughs> but some your friends have heard of Korea Saram, yeah. just not met them. Mm. Uh. Did they say anything about Korea Saram, like any facts they know? Like I asked like four of them and mm. all of the four said the same thing. Oh, I saw them on YouTube, like oh. not on the real oh, yeah. like daily lives. Mm. And they thought that um, it was surprising to see someone does not really look like Korean mm. or someone look like Korean is like fluent in Korean or like Russian. Mm. Yeah, they were very surprised to know that because like in Korea you cannot see many people with like Western yeah. features and like speaking Korean yeah. like very much, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they were like surprised <laughs> to know that. <laughs> I would say generally it's like very weird experience because. The first time I came to Korea was like 2019, and people would approach me, and by that time I didn't know Korean at all. I was like, I don't know, and that's it. <laughs> and they would like, like, start thinking that I'm good at Korean, but then they would start speaking something, and I would just, oh, she's only the hunger time with them. And I see them started like being kind of mis, uh, me being understood because. They either thought that I'm Japanese, either or something yeah. wrong about me, mm -hmm. and by that time, when you don't know Korean at all, like you just don't really know how to explain it because a lot of people don't know English at all here. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's right. another problem, like Koreans. Like for us, I noticed that many Russian Korean people, um, and generally Korosaram, they study English in school uh, very hardly, and that's why we kind of know at least basics and we can uh, express our thoughts. But like in Korea, sometimes only a younger generation would understand what we are saying. Mm. And for example, with some kind of ajuma would ask me something, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> like just I would only use translator. That was like my only option. Yeah. And yeah, like first years, first time, like it was very hard uh, because of the language barrier first. So, yeah. But and I, I think people give, um, depending on your appearance, for example, you spent like the last hour with me and I've been speaking to car park attendants and people in society and you're mm -hmm. looking at me like professor your korean's all right <laughs> but even if i make mistakes people say it's good but sometimes mm -hmm. based on your appearance that if you yeah. like even if you make a small mistake they'll be like yeah, yeah yeah you know how, how does like appearance or language work for you um even i was born here i experienced like real korean society in uh, my elementary school so mm. i went to korean school uh, for only two months because there were two like high expectations mm. of my language oh, skills yeah. mm. <laughs> and when they like noticed that I'm not perfect in language mm. uh, there was like disappointed uh, about me and there was like kind of pressure pressure a little mm. bit mm -hmm. so I went to Russian school again and I felt that I'm still foreigner here, not a Korean. So I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of like high expectation of like appearance. So you look like Korean, so you have to be like Korean. Mm. Like, Does you, when you speak English, you have a Russian accent. It, it's <laughs> yeah. very like, it's good. Everybody has an accent. And, and when Spanish people speak English, they have a Spanish accent. It's perfectly normal. When you speak Korean, do you have an accent? I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, yes, I have. Like it's like Korean accent. I think it's okay. uh, yeah. It's is. To be honest, what I heard so far from from you, I wouldn't really see a difference. Maybe I'm not fluent and I'm uh, not really a professional in terms yeah. of Korean, but 
so far I didn't really see any differences. <laughs> What about do you? Yeah, like you as a Korean, like, Korean, like yeah. I felt like she's like super Korean, Korean sounding oh. Korean. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> she didn't say anything about your style. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's because you were born here. So mm. as you were a kid, you were kind of getting used to it from the beginning. Mm. But as for me, I noticed like I had to spend some time. Or generally understand the way Korean sounds naturally, mm. Mm. and I would be like, "Annyeonghaseyo," and people, <laughs> and even like when I was pronouncing single words, people would have no idea what I'm saying, and I that's when I knew like there is some issues about about my language process and stuff, yeah. and that's probably the reason because I only started learning Korean in 2019, mm. and that was rough because Russian is completely different. Mm -hmm. And my entire life, I've been studying English, and I got used to this kind of Western type of language. Yeah. But Korean is Asian type of language, and it's completely different. The grammar is different, the vocabulary. So I had to adjust once again myself to it. And maybe it's like works also for Koreans. Mm -hmm. For them, it's hard to study English, and that's why I understand why English, maybe in certain areas, is not that developed yet. Right. Yeah, but can you explain like maybe what was your English learning experience? How did you oh, get? Oh yeah, learned? like for me, I took a like very typical type of like English education of Koreans. Mm. Like at first, in like kindergarten, you like oh. learn like s small vocabulary. Like mm. where are you from? Oh, I'm from Korea. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. How are you? I'm fine. Those kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> And like in elementary school, it's like all the same. But mm. you go to like private institute, like. Oh. Like called Hagon, we go yeah. to there from like elementary school, and in there you can talk to like native English speaker teachers there. Mm. So there is oh. the place you get the English speaking the yeah, sense. And in middle school, you slowly begin to lose the like speaking of the English language because you study for the exam. Mm. The high school is the same, but yeah. So after coming to the university. Mm. It was the like restart for me to learn an English language. So, mm. for Korean or for me, the English language does not feel like a language itself. It feels like a subject or a, or a test for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind <I see>. of. <laughs> oh. But still, it sounds very fluent. I thought oh, like you. maybe <laughs> you lived in abroad somewhere or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even in terms of accent, it's very. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? Like, yeah. This is not somebody like, that went abroad. It's just picked it up. But I think it's important that sometimes if you if you go up to a Korean and if you say to them, for example, if I said to my brother-in-law, "What should we do this weekend?" in English, he would mm. look at me and go, "Yeah, Molago." <laughs> he, he wouldn't know what I'm saying, and and there are many. That's not to say that they're unintelligent or mm. things like that. But there's, there's mm. many Koreans that, that just don't speak English, and so the Korean language becomes important. I think yeah. sometimes, mm. yeah, yeah. And like this is the topic when, as more actually Koreans around people come to Korea yeah. due to many reasons, like related, like political reasons and stuff. And that's the thing which everyone has to face with, um, like you will never be able to live fully with only English knowledge. Mm. Like sooner or later, you gotta start learning Korean. And even my dad, he came to Korea only in October and he's very fluent in English and stuff. And he didn't really know before coming that English is not an option here. Mm. You might like do basic stuff without, without problems. But as for getting adjusted to Korean environment, you gotta learn it. And even though he's 46, he doesn't know Korean. He just learned Hangul like one, a month ago. He like bought uh, these courses of 
Koro Saram teacher. Yeah. Through the Instagram, he studies like basic stuff, like Nin in real, real. Does he look like you? Dad. Yeah, he's like fully Korean. Obviously, <laughs> people also <laughs> people also like always ask him something in Korean, but he'd be like, ah. Oh. He doesn't even say Hangul Chalmotyo. He'd be like, I don't speak Korean because yeah. he doesn't know yet. Mm. Uh, see, so. yeah. Can we go back to the start of how? So it's your grandparents' generation. Like, how does the 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 Koryos Haram get made? That's a weird way of saying it, right? But this is your grandparents' generation or your great grandparents' generation leaving Korea. How does that work, Yonha? What What's the story? Do you know? Mm, I know that. Um when it was like maybe Japanese war uh, here, uh, some Koreans went to f- far east of Russia mm. and stayed here. And then uh, Stalin said that they have to go to uh, Central Asia. So mm. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. And there were like my grandparents. And it's uh, interesting that even though they lived in like USSR society, mm-hmm. they preserve uh, like Korean language, Korean yeah. culture, and also I can notice that my grandparents they mm, use Korean words a lot, so mm-hmm. they speak uh, Korean more than Russian, even though they lived mm-hmm. there. So uh, I find like some patriotic moments there too. I've seen the photos of like yeah. uh, the, the the food laid out and yeah. the, and the handbox and <laughs> yeah. it's it's almost exactly the same but there's these slight differences which yeah. makes it so interesting. Yeah. What I think is fascinating by this is we often hear about American influence and things like that here, but we're talking about Japanese colonization and then your existence being in in a way determined by Stalin and the Soviet Union and in this part of Korea that's kind of not talked about as much, right? Yeah. Right. What is interesting is that probably we are North Koreans actually. Yeah. Because actually, if even think rationally, yeah, it would make more sense for North Koreans to cross the territory of the Soviet Union by that time, mm. rather than South Koreans mm-hmm. to do this whole pass, you know. And actually, same works for me. For my great grandparents, I would say it was like fifties, I suppose. Mm. They crossed the territory of Soviet Union. There was a lot of departures. It was very harsh and rough. Yeah, like my grandma would say that there was no much saved information about my ancestors. Like my great grandparents' grandparent name was Chansik. Mm. I was like, damn, <laughs> and I'm just Daniel, Russian name. <laughs> and it's like we also was uh, sent to the Middle Asia of Soviet Union by that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my entire family spent their time, the majority of their life there. And yeah, so after that, uh, they moved to Russia and I ended up in Moscow. That's why I don't really, I'm not familiar with a lot of cultural things of Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. Mm. I would say the biggest countries of um, Middle Asia in CIS. But still as a lot of connections through my parents and I've been there maybe a few times. Um, I feel like I kind of understand their culture um, through the life of my parents, but not my personal experience. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I see a lot of Koreans over there still. Kodosan. I've I've heard from people that lived and worked in Pyongyang, capital of North Korea, that um, uh, these are from British people that lived and worked there with mm. the embassy. Mm. That yeah. if they walk down the street, sometimes North Koreans would come up to them and speak in Russian. Yeah, because exactly. they would expect them to be Russian rather than yeah. American or English speak with not American but British speak. They they wouldn't mm. expect it to be English. That if you walk down the streets of Pyongyang, people would come up and say, <laughs> uh, yeah. "Yeah." Even my grandmother, she came to Korea 2016. Yeah. She was speaking North Korean, and <laughs> she wouldn't have idea. And her friend actually, who is like Hangul Saram, she would say to her like, "Oh, you're speaking like North Korean accent." Mm. And the thing is that she didn't really know this before coming here. Mm -hmm. And in our family, sometimes we speak um, some Korean words, pronouncing it. And even I remember some of them, but we never really thought about that. It's actually not relevant anymore here in South Korea. Mm. Yeah. Can you give us an example of any of the words? Uh, <laughs> um, actually, there is a kind of a soup which is a duck soup. Yeah, okay. It was relevant like <laughs> in the in the last century in North Korea, so it was called kaja. And I'm pretty sure that the current Korean name for the soup is different because um throughout the time it changed a lot mm. and it's more it used to be like a North Korean word. Mm. And there is a lot of I just don't remember like them. Also like here uh people like eat rice and mm. water so mm. they like say pop oh, and yeah. mul mm. but <laughs> yeah, but in uh, like our society we call it like pa bi muri oh yeah yeah that's right <laughs> like this mm. like pa bi muri yeah so there are a lot of uh, words and also i know because my grandparent uh, grandmother was like one of the first korean teacher in uzbekistan mm. and so she teached uh, korean to ethnic Korean students for mm. the time mm. and also that's why I have Korean name because she gave me like Korean name uh, her Korean name mm. because she wants me not to like forget that my homeland is Korea so yeah it's weird how politics might get <laughs> involved in your identity or <laughs> yeah. things like yeah. this because I mean in some parts of the world politics is a, politics is always a thing but if you I don't know, Yun. So, what happens if you start saying like North Korea and Russia and Stalin <laughs> in South Korea? Is Very it just like sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> how sensitive? What's going on with it? You know, um, you know, like politics and news. Even though my major is um, media and communication thing, we don't really talk about politics like within friends because mm. like mm. all the people might have like different oh. opinions and they might have like different maybe. Um, thoughts mm -hmm. on everything yeah 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 i guess that's really important in terms of the current situation mm. uh, i realized that here in korea i never faced this problem because i noticed that for koreans they mostly care about three countries like states japan and north korea mm. but as for russia they don't really know much they know right. like basic yeah. info right. that's why whenever they talk about war which happened to me very rarely only like two texts asked me about russian war and putin <laughs> and i was like very oh okay i don't really speak about it in terms of my personal opinion mm. because i just realized that maybe it's not gonna be a problem here 
uh, as I said before, that Russia isn't that connected to South Korea. But still, as my personal vision of it, I just don't want to bring politics into the table, yeah, to yeah, discussion, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. because everyone is different, right? So, and even Korean people have different vision, obviously, us having different visions, Koryo Saram have different visions in our diaspora. Like, my old generation, my actually having completely different views as their Soviet Union uh, citizens, yeah. Mm. And us is like a more Western generation, like a fourth generation of Soviet, of Koryo Saram. And as we grew up in different environment, we don't really think and approach news as they do. So mm. that's why, yeah. And I see a lot of differences. Um, then just generally don't talk about it that much. Can you, it must be so hard if your very identity is political. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that who you are becomes political. Um, are, you, are you able to tell the story you told me in the car about why you're here? Oh, actually, yeah. It was <laughs> a very hard uh, period of my life. Um, I just entered the university by passing exams and I spent like two weeks in Moscow Uni. Yeah. And everything was kind of uh, kind of good in terms of the education system and stuff. I truly like that. Because you like you you feel Russian, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of my friends who I was starting with, but the only issue I faced with was uh, it was September, if I'm not wrong, of the last year, yeah. and that was the day when mobilization was called in Russia. So basically, this is when uh, men people have to serve; they have to go to the war. And I remember the day I'm going to uni. Mm, I'm in the bus. My dad is texting me, "Yo, Daniel, send me your passport details." And I was like, "Damn, something is going wrong." Mm. And basically, by the evening, I obviously understood what's going on. We talked with my family about this whole situation, and we bought the like the fastest tickets to Kazakhstan. Um, and actually we came to the city which borders with Kazakhstan, spent there two days on the border, mm. crossing the border by car. There was a lot of pressure. It was nighttime. We didn't have food, actually. And the real issue is that you understand that you're not alone. I saw a lot of people and it was like three of us, my uncle, dad, and myself. And we were like grow grown people. We... Mm, can take uh, responsibility for ourselves but there was a lot of families mm. and I saw parents struggling as they would um, they didn't really have food anymore to feed their kids and stuff so it was a lot of pressure and thankfully I passed the border uh, came to Kazakhstan where the relatives of my father lived so there was no issues anymore and after that, I came to Korea. So yeah, my initial plan was coming to Korea, just as there is no flight, like direct flights to Korea from Russia. I had to go through this crazy journey and yeah. <laughs> but in a sense, you're a political refugee. Almost like it feels like yeah, that's you know, crazy. You're, you're running, not running, uh, you're because of a war conflict. For sure. You have to be here. And you said the mm. men in your family are here. Yeah, and, and I would say that... Women are back in Russia. Yeah, like... As everything is okay right now in mm. Korea, mm. is very quiet. You always realize that, like Korea is not gonna really be in the same similar situation type of even despite of North Korea case. 
<laughs> you just yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. feel that pressure here. I, I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. And maybe I remember those days with a kind of a smile right now because everything is good right now. And maybe it was like experience from my life also to cherish the things that I have now. Like here is quite stable, just work and everything gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess for Korean people, it sounds crazy, like, <laughs> like completely crazy. Because mm, I really also can't imagine it here. Mm -hmm. Does Korea feel safe, Yunso? Like, I mean, there's North Korea right there. And I know sometimes when you've seen it talking to like uh, foreigners, people coming from Europe or America, that I'm going to Korea. That place is scary. Yeah, I heard of it. Like mm. some of the international students told me that their parents would not be so happy for them to come to Korea because mm. the Korea would not sound or feel safe to them. But like for Korea, I don't think that war is going to happen soon or it's like the unstable Korea. I don't think so. But like a um, few months ago, we had like an alarm on the phone. Do you remember that? <laughs> right. Like yeah. it was yeah. about like five or six in the morning yeah. and the alarm went that's off. Crazy. And that's the only time for like 19 years of my life. That's the only time that I realized that, oh, it was like not the end of the war. We were like resting the war kind mm. of thing. But like that was a single time. Like I feel very safe in here. Mm. That was the day I turned off my notifications for <laughs> this kind of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's crazy. <laughs> they send you so many notifications. We're safe now. The BTS boys are all in the army. Mm. We're safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you, you, you should have to come and see me in, a, in Gangwondo. Like after this, I'm going to drive right up close to the border. Mm. Place called Wontong, and up there you see you see tanks and you see the soldiers when you get close. But here in Seoul, it's just yeah, right. the, the safety. Yeah, and even I worked in Paju during the last year, and I remember I was taking the bus every weekend, and I saw this territory of North Korea, but I just couldn't imagine that it's that close. Mm. And I, afterwards, I checked the neighbor map, whether it's right, and I just couldn't believe it because you feel very safe here considering that there is such an escalated situation mm. which might blow up, but you just never believe in that and realize that it's probably never going to happen, at least in our lives. Mm. So, yeah. What I find is really cool is that um, Korea gets a lot of stick for not being um, helpful to refugees. There was the, the, the uh, I believe there were Afghanistan people on uh, Jeju and things like that. It gets a lot of uh, criticism for not upholding it. But then there's perhaps lots of stories like yours, Daniel, that we don't know is actually happening or we don't think about that Korea is providing a home for some people that yeah. it doesn't. Korea also, I like participated in um, a volunteer work mm. and they give like uh, a lot of rice and other like stuff for um, Koreans from Ukraine mm. so, who come here. So I recognize that Korea really try to support all like uh, Koreo Saram. And um, a lot of Koryo Saram comes here because of like situation mm. that happens now. What's the difference between Goryo Saram, Goryo In? So <laughs> Saram and In is both the same, right? <laughs> is, there, is there a preference? I, I never know which one. Uh, and what is the Goryo part? Like, this is all stupid questions, but can we break down this word or how it's used? Or? I think Goryo is actually related to Koryo Dynasty in general. 
Okay. And not, Which was the northern part of the yeah, three kingdoms, exactly. right? That's you why have, yeah. North Koreans and stuff. I guess that's the reason. And I'm not sure whether it's fully related to Kodo as the dynasty itself, but there are definitely some features of that period. I know, I'm just going to jump in, but I, I was reading the Hungarian ambassador's book, and he talks about how in South Korea they elevate the Schiller dynasty, right? It's oh, the yeah. one, but in North Korea, in all their history books, it's about Koryo. Mm. Because mm. It, it's up there, yeah. that's their mm. one. Okay, yeah. Oh, and actually I wanted to add something about the way Korean people help the other diasporas these days. Yeah. And even like coming back to my story, uh, the reason how I, like, not the reason, but like, um, I wasn't able to come to Korea just by buying the tickets and stuff. I needed visa. Mm. That's the first thing. <clears throat> and I needed some educational place to study. And so eventually, um, like, fortunately, my grandma has some connections with Korean people who are related to the university I went to. Mm. And it's like a Christian university. And my grandma called there. She explained the situation to her close friend. And he did everything for me to come to Korea ASAP. <clears throat> and... It was really like life-saving moment for me because I arrived. I've got no idea what to do. Like literally in front airport, I'm staying. I got no idea what's going to happen in the future. Mm. And he texted me like, I'm here. He met me, obviously, drove me to university. And thankfully, it was like the middle of the semester. And the first day I arrived, it was like the first day of midterms mm. of the language course program. And they obviously understand my situation, understood the situation, uh, gave me everything. By that time, I had F4 visa, and it helped me to join just by entering the class the next day. F4 is like the ethnic Korean visa? Yeah. How do you prove your ethnic Korean? You're like, look at my blood. Like, <laughs> it's a weird question. Oh, actually, like, there is a document okay. we got in CIS countries, I suppose, not only in Russia. Yeah. Which says that nationality Korean. That's the only actually improvement you got. Mm. So I had to use my mom's document, which confirms her relations to her grandma, mm. which says that my grandma is Korean. And that's how. And mm. F4 visa basically represents, a, as we said before, overseas Korean visa. Mm. And it allows us to live here without any issues, actually. We can work. We can do whatever we want. We might be limited in some mm, governmental decisions, like political rights, political ability to vote. And I can vote for everything up to prime minister, but not president. There's oh. like a level. What, what, do you have similar things? To be honest, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what type of visa do you have? Uh, I think it's an F5. Oh. I'm not oh, sure. it's, it's a permanent ah, residence. Yes. Mm. I have permanent residence here, yeah. um, so I can vote for local elections, prime, prime, but I can't vote for the president. That's mm. the one that's off limits for me. Yeah, F4 is actually similar to F5. Okay. And it's really a blessing for us because I never really faced any issues using um, this type of visa. And actually, before it was... Harder to get this, but I guess yes. Korean birth rate is kind of in complicated yeah. case right now. Okay, okay. No, really, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's they do everything to actually stimulate uh, 
like the diasporas of Korean people right. to come back to their country. And that's why, for example, they didn't really mm, give F4 visas to fourth generation of Korea Saram. Mm -hmm. They used to give it only till the third generation. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, thankfully, as I'm fourth generation, and last year I received it without any issues. I never imagined this. So because the Korean birth rate is so low, they're like, yeah, come actually, back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, remember your great-grandfather's mm. country, your great-grandmother's yeah. country. Wow. <laughs> also, like, there are a lot of social programs to, yeah. Korea, uh, to Koreans. So they want to, like, develop some cities here in Korea and they make some social programs to attract people there. So they work there, uh, for example, like maybe two years, and they can get like passport, Korean passport, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. such programs. Are you, are you gonna, do you have a Korean passport? Uh, mm -hmm. No, because if I would have, mm -hmm. I can't enter its university like a foreigner. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have to do it like real Korean. What's the advantage of doing it like a foreigner? That means no sunung or something? Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> You're sort of giving you the Jealous. side eye now. Like. <laughs> Might sound crazy to you. Like, I'm not able to, like, yeah. pass sunung. Yeah. And I just uh, have to pass topic, like, mm. Uh, mm. level test. It's an uh, English test, right? Uh, yeah. Korean, like, level test. Oh, topic is Korean. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And if I, like, have a high level of Korean, like, I have more chance to go to, like, high university. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, nowadays a lot of, like, Korean students, even they go to Korean schools, they're not able to, like, pass SAT. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're easily entered to high universities. Mm. I was curious how hard it is for you was to enter your yeah. current university because for us... Like foreigners, actually, <laughs> I suppose it's 10 times easier. Oh. Like Hanang University, as I know, is kind of prestigious one. It's yeah. a good university. Yeah. And I asked some people that uh, pass, had to pass Sunan to enter. They would say like, oh, only one percentage or something mm -hmm. would enter the union stuff. Mm. So I was curious about your experience of entering. Yeah, but first, like, if I entered your school, I would be, like, so happy and I would <laughs> inform all of my friends about that. I would brag it. It's a flex. But so women's university. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love my school, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, for me, I didn't um, quite enter by the SAT grade. There mm. are, like, another type of thing oh, in Korea. Yeah. Mm. We call it sushi and sunung, which mm. is, like, the administration version, which is, like, closer to, like, American entrance system of the university. Mm. And the SAT one is, like, more well-known version. But I took the, like, administration version, which includes about, like, the general high school grades, like, how diligent you were in the, like, past three years. Mm. And I had to take the interview with the professors before in um, entering this school. Yeah, there were, like, two steps of that. And there are, like, so many types of sushi, which mm. is, like, mm. the administration system. There are, like, writing exam, which is, like, super populated exam. Mm. And there are, like 
self-recommendation system, which you have to write something about you, which you did in high school, which sounds more like a job interview. Mm. Oh. Yeah, and there are... Yeah. Did you actually take the Sunung test? Or you yeah, just, I took one. You, you took yeah. it. But I wasn't very serious about SAT. <laughs> What's it like studying with different people at university because i i mean you you study with like foreigners people yeah. that look like me and, and japanese and, and and chinese but then also we get uh like ethnic koreans and Korea. So what's it like studying at korean university and so with foreigners um like before coming to university i didn't have a chance to quite speak to foreign people and mm. like from different cultures like all the differences we had were like from another cities mm. of korea yeah that's yeah. the only difference you can face in korea but after coming to university and taking like various classes where is like many international students mm -hmm. you can learn more about culture and you can more like um know more about more perspectives and more um the current states of the world yeah and they have like totally different perspectives on everything than mm. i expected mm. And the interesting thing was that about uh, last week, I went to um, Seoul's like tourist place mm. with my international friend mm. who is like literally doesn't look anything like Korean. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She looks like totally Western people. Mm. And the worker talked to me in English. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that, oh, so like nationality is like so relative like this. Mm. Yeah, like... In high school, you don't really expect some people to talk me in English because mm. I look very Korean, Korean. Mm. But like when you're with like Western people, Western looking people, or you are speaking in English, they mm. expect me to be like a whole different yeah. nationality. Yeah. I, I, to tell one quick story that will make my wife angry. My, <laughs> my wife gets really angry about this sometimes. When we're on the plane, Korean air hostess or flight attendants will, mm. will speak to her in English. And she gets really, because she's got quite darker skin. And yeah. I, I like that. I'm a big fan of like the dark skin, the complexion and things like this. But she gets like, no, oh, I'm Korean. Please speak to me in Korean. <laughs> but they look at her and think she might be from somewhere else. And she gets really frustrated by that. Yeah, actually, I, had, I have a kind of similar story, which is very fun and kind of embarrassing for me. Yeah. Well, actually, I went to immigration office with two of my Western friends who are fluent in Korean, while me not. Yeah. And every worker there would ask me in Korean something, and my Western friends would like have to like ask me or something. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always embarrassing, kind of, because um, when you like realize that your still native language is not something that you're familiar with, mm. it's kind of I wouldn't okay like say embarrassing. But it's just something which gets you off. You'll be like, oh, why is it still happening? When is it when is going to happen that I'm going to be fully fluent? Mm. And throughout the time, I realized that maybe, like, no matter how much time is going to pass, I'll never be fully fluent to speak just like Hangul Sarandiri. Mm. I'm just going to be able to speak right. grammarly, correctly, vocabulary and stuff, but... There will never be this kind of chemistry between me and Korean people. Mm. That's also like the thing that I would say a lot of Kodosaran people have to face with. Yeah. We never investigated Koryosaran Koryoin. Uh, we we got we got into the Koryo part. Is there a difference between saying Koryosaran Koryoin? Uh, 
I don't like, think what so. comes up in the Korean news if you search it on Dalm or what comes up in the English language or the Korean language because you use both interchangeably. Mm. Yeah. So we just use both. There's no preference or I would say uh when we talk about Koro Saram Korean, we use both with the same meaning with okay. our friends who are also Koro Koro Saram. So we don't really see the difference between them. Maybe in terms of official meaning there are some differences. But in the real life, nobody really cares about. They just say both. Mm -hmm. I think Korean, like poor Korean, they use more Korean. It's like more official, I think. Mm. Oh. Yeah, mm. maybe because like it may not be the like ex exact example for this, but for me, 한국인 한국 사람 both sound similar, but mm. yeah. like adding in like behind the word mm -hmm. just feels more natural. So. I think that we use more of a Korean instead mm. of Korean. Yeah. In terms of Korean language, like, is there any difference still between Korean and Korean? In terms of definition, not like they're relevant. Not really. Not really. Yeah. Uh, just similar. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say there is a lot of words. And you ask me about the words that Korean have yeah. and has kind of north type of meaning i would say so we had papi and muli earlier yeah, didn't we yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah papi muli <laughs> like that. but what was the dog soup one keja keja and i reminisced uh chagubya do you know ah. it's like a definition a very unique word which stands for uh cis korean whose health who's like health korean yeah. health cis okay and sometimes like old generation of Koro Saram would use it for not a bad meaning, mm. not offensive one. They would, mm. would, they would be like, ah, Chagube. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Yodma laughing at this. Um, how does appearance work? Because I think appearance mm. is, a, is a big thing in Korea. Like you, in Europe, you cannot tell a, a British person by looking at them. It, it, it's different there. We have a form of... Uh, uh, civic nationalism where your nationalism is determined by your passport uh, and you might look like all, all, all sorts of different things and that's how I've grown up now here there's this kind of more ethnic nationalism and you have the ethnic Korean vision so there, there mm. is a tie to sort of blood or appearance or this kind of thing now yeah. um, I, I use in my class I use that uh, Horace G Underwood quote where him and his family have been had been in Korea since like 1884, established Yonsei University, mm. be at the Korean War, uh, armistice talks and translating and really be embedded in the country, but still look like a an American, still look like a white guy, right? And said, and it, it, Horace G. Underwood says that no matter how ingrained I am, I can never cut off my nose. I will still look like this. Those are his words. Yon, well, how does appearance work into this? I for you like what, what's your what's your take do you mm, i think i don't look like a poor korean because they have like another vibe i think they're more like uh cute like little something like this <laughs> you're cute and little <laughs> to say that. <laughs> but i think i'm not i'm like more uh russian more like uh cold i think and i can um like notice that uh it's like pure korean and it's ethnic korean it's like mm. I, I, you can see it 
uh, and determine like it's your man, something like this. I would say that Koreans have a style which is relevant to everyone. Mm-hmm. For example, they have specific type of clothes which everyone wears. Mm-hmm. While in Russia and CIS in general, there is more diversity in terms of mm-hmm. what people wear in general. They It can be a mix of everything. While still Korea is very structured, very mm-hmm. stylish, I gotta mm-hmm. say. yeah. <laughs> But I wouldn't say that there is that much diversity, you know, and... Um, in terms of appearance in general, I would say that... Mm, Your hair has calmed down since I've known you. Daniel's hair used to just be like, come on, <laughs> like growing an afro or something like this. I used to be punk. Yeah. I would say naturally, yeah, we don't really have that much differences because steel, blood, and yeah. this plays the most important role. But in terms of styling, clothing, you might really... Understand who's Khorosaram and who's Hangusaram. Mm. And for example, when you entered, understand that, understood that you're probably Hangusaram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a vibe, isn't there? It, yeah. it has for sure, vibe is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Is it important, Yonwa? Is like appearance important? Do you feel it or it's just like, nah, it's just everybody looks different? Like, do you, do you try to look Korean or do people pick up on it or you don't talk about it or? For a long time, I um, really tried to look like Korean, to look similar with them because I understood that I have to like live here for a long time and it's not always uh, advantage to you if you look different because sometimes people uh, think that if you're different, you look some like a little bit strange. Uh, so I wanted to look like Korean, but uh, I grew up, uh, like, started ask myself about self-identification and um, decided that I like the way I look mm. <laughs> and I don't want to change. And now I um, don't, like, put attention, like, feel mm. nunchi for it. Mm. So yeah. now... I am like how like a peer. I like it. Mm. I was curious about how Korean people treat others in terms of clothing appearance because it's a very obviously deep topic overall. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm curious the way like Hanguk Sadamdri look in terms of the clothes and the importance of it. Um, like for me. Many of my friends just follow the trend, you know, like mm. there oh, yeah, are trends, yeah. but I think that nowadays like being unique is a trend. So mm. they think that they are being unique, but in a like trending way, mm. but like in a factory measured way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And um, when I just appear up to the class looking fancy clothes, And you always w- look pretty fancy, by the way, Yunsu. Like <laughs> some students come like with a hoodie and a hood, especially yeah. at a woman's university. Yeah, like, usually, you're not meant to dress up. Sometimes you're meant to just be like this, and some in pajama trousers or something. Yeah. Because it's a woman's university, it's very different from Hanyang, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. completely different vibe. But Yunsu just walks in like, bang, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's my go-to aesthetics. But yeah, yeah, being extra is my aesthetics. But yeah. um, sometimes my friend would ask me that are you going out on a date or something like that <laughs> kind of mm, stuff? That's Because, great, that's Yeah, great. like all of us just love the like gray or black kind of clothes, the normal thing, mm. or like the 
um, the formal clothes or like comfy mm. clothes kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, we just go with the like most people going trends. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Yunzo? Are you able to tell Koreans based on identity? Because I've seen people do this. Like, I, if I speak to my wife about a guest that's coming on or something, she might say, "Show me a photo." She doesn't do this with a bad intention. Show me a photo, and she'll look at it and go, "Oh, it's Korean." Mm. Uh, really? What's it like <laughs> with appearance for you and sort of recognizing people? Or mm. can you differentiate? I know it's all different. Can you differentiate between like Japanese and Koreans? And kind of yes. And okay. as you mentioned, I think that it's about a vibe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I heard that like the language you speak slightly changes your um, face structure, and that. that might be the reason why we recognize it. And um, yeah, I think that's a vibe. I cannot like mm. literally speak about it. It's it's too like abstract. Mm. I would say Koryosaram who are into K culture in general, who are living here, they obviously, as they're like Korean culture, they try to um, follow the way. Korean idols and stuff look like they look more hangul suddenly. Mm. But those who are just like my father, they obviously don't care. I suddenly want to beat your father. I would <laughs> your father so I would say, yes, generally, Korean culture gets globalized. Yeah. It affects not only Korean people, but in general, in terms of looking as idols and actors, mm. doing perm, uh, growing out hair and stuff. And that's why maybe you would mix up Korosaram also and Hangul Saramdi. But overall, like, I'm not that into K-culture mm. and I don't really follow trends because I'm not in just interested that much. That's why I don't really know um, about the trends itself and I'm just um, choosing the clothes that kind of fits and that's it. Mm. I now get why you asked me if I like The Cure. It now makes sense <laughs> to me. As I look at you, I'm like, yeah, the Robert Smith vibes are coming through. Uh, have there been any Koryo Sarah Koryoin idols? Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking about? No. There is a purely pure legend over there. His name is Victor Tsui. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, he's the uh, the ice. No, you heard the of drummer. Him? Not the singer. drummer, singer. Oh, singer. Oh, okay, okay. He was a singer of very. <laughs> popular avant-garde band of Soviet Union. Okay. And it's not like just him being popular, you know, at a specific time. Still, it's very relevant to this day. And when there were meetings in Russia against the war, mm. uh, people would go and listen to this song called Changes. In in Russian, it sounds pretty mm. And it's like a very popular and a very cultural song which was originally made by him, by Viktor Tsai. Mm. And still, unfortunately, he died quite young. He was like maybe in his 30s. He died in a car accident. And there's still some shows that occur maybe once in two years. And the stadiums are huge. Yeah. And they like present the visual of him, mm -hmm. the 3D version. Mm. And the others, um, players uh, of the band, just stand there and... The legacy of him is very huge over there, and his name is Victor Choi. Yeah, and yeah. he is actually Chaguba. He's like his mother is Russian, mm. and his father is Korean. Mm. But I would say, I would consider him more as Russian because, in only few interviews, he unfortunately has, um, 
he presents himself and you can feel him being more as a Soviet Union presenter. Mm-hmm. You know, this grunge, avant-garde against the system, break the law, <laughs> trying to get this <laughs> Western cassettes, vinyl and stuff. When did he make his song changes? What are we talking about? Like 90s or 2080s oh. or 70s? Any oh, idea? early, early. It was Soviet Union period. Maybe it was oh, like okay. 18... Mm, 80s yeah. 80s yeah and when he died in a car accident the whole country was actually like giving a tribute towards him and i just wanted to understand how big his figure is mm. and actually a lot of kurosaran people were very proud of him being presenter of this diaspora and besides of that he has a lot of other songs and even like me i went to his museum which was uh happening right to the red square during mm-hmm. the last year so still as i said before it's very relevant yeah wow that's, that's really interesting yeah. because we hear about sort of uh korean americans that do well or win yeah. super bowls yeah. or, or do the baseball but we never hear the other i think i was thinking of victor Arn. yeah as the ice oh yeah, yeah I was thinking right. of him that's why that, that one yeah but victor Arn is a little different yeah i right. remember he's <laughs> just Kore- he's like hanguk saram who got a Russian citizenship yeah. or he wasn't allowed to present Korean team mm. but as for other cases was like was there a kid in Jiu Hak Jigumuri Hakkyonen that was uh, oh, there, was th- there was like a tall chap I, I didn't watch the whole series but there was the the zombie school drama I thought there was a I don't know if it, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> clutching at straws here like a, an Uzbek or Kazakhstan or he yeah yeah I, I'm not making this up. I know I him. He's <laughs> yeah. like friend of my friend. Okay. He's a handsome <laughs> chap, isn't he? Like, he's, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. He is like... What's his name? Can you remember? He is... Her, his name maybe is Solomon. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I got this. You know yeah, yeah. Sweet Home, right? No? The K-drama. It, it might be Sweet Home instead of Do You Have... Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is from... I don't uh, know him a lot, but he is from Kazakhstan. Mm. And maybe ethnic Korean or Chagopia? I think he's half Korean. Half What's this Korean. word that you use? Chag- Chagopia? It's like uh, half Korean. Okay. Yeah. Right. B- but word. in uh, Russia, like in Soviet Union, it it used in not good way al- okay. oh. always. Like, yeah, not always. <laughs> like foreigner, not Korean. Mm. So. Uh, is it used yeah. in Korea as well or is it a. No, mm. only in Korean society. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, very interesting that between Korean, mm. we have like, uh, we always, we also have something like nationalism. Mm. So if you are not pure Korean, there is like <laughs> <laughs> distance. <laughs> so if you're not Korean, Korean, yeah, like yeah. it's your Korean, Korean, and you're Korean, Korean. Yeah. And then there's different levels of it. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean to be a Korean, Korean? Mm. Is that determined by. If um, both of your parents are Korean, yeah. is okay. Okay. <laughs> If one of yeah, them yeah. are Russian or Uzbekistan, it's like... <laughs> it's like 50-50. Yeah. Even in... Not in my family particularly, but yeah. overall, a lot of friends of mine who are Korosaram, they say like, oh, my mom wants me to get married to Korosaram woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Hanguk right. woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I guess in like Korean families, they still have kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe... 
mm, not only one diaspora but korean overall and like they used to but for me my parents are very open to like oh, very yeah various nationalities and i think that most of my friends parents are almost open to it mm. and as you said like before it was like very um conservative of koreans mm-hmm. for like wishing to their um husband or their wife to be like 100% korean so that mm. ca- they can make like 100% korean korean family but nowadays there are like more of a various forms of family mm. so yeah i do see some of the families that are not 100% korean korean mm-hmm. mm. yeah i guess it changed through the time right it's really interesting to me that there's this idea the you know career is very conservative and tanil minjok and one yeah. race but these days it feels like mm. the opposite it feels like when i ask young people and when i see young korean people interacting with foreigners or you know with young in- indonesian women with hijabs and headscarves and all of this and they, but koreans really open to it yeah. these days yeah. in general i i'm generalizing across a large population but mm. it doesn't seem very closed and scared of foreigners mm. or yeah, yeah i can I, promise yeah. that sorry oh. Koreans love to like speak to um, another type of ethnic people mm. because yeah. we've never experienced it. Mm. Or like in the past, the reason us being like very conservative to like mm. outer people might be we didn't know much about other, another people mm. another than like Korean Korean people. But now that we see more of them being in media or like we meet them in universities or society or their companies, Now that we are not scared of them and we do know about them a little more than mm. before, so we kind of um, love to be friends with them. We like to be company of them. Yeah, I think that mm. yeah, the new generation is a little bit changing. It's the contact. It's the contact hypothesis, guys. I was teaching you in class. It's just like you can moralize at people and say you should like, but moralizing never works. It's just that mm. spending time with people interacting in the classroom yeah. seeing them and it, it just changes i think yeah uh, and i would say generally maybe even our generation is still very much more open-minded throughout the globalization mm. in the entire world overall and i would say maybe my consumption and not consumption but attitude towards might be different from the perception of my parents yeah Because still, I think the background is what is like the main part of this, of this thing. And as I grew up in kind of different environment, for me, there was no issues with um, getting adjusted to Korean mentality, even though it's different. It might was hard in terms of the differences, mm. but I have never felt like, oh, it's something which completely off to me. And... That's why it might still taking some time for getting fully adjusted. But it's not really a bad experience. It's just different. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think we're living in a new world where the idea of sometimes being pure anything is kind of going away. Everybody is mm. realizing with globalization and yeah. democratization, we have all of these different identities and people. And uh, it, it's... I sometimes wonder that it might be a strength for my kids, you know, like sure. it might not be, but mm-hmm. they might grow up and to have a 
a, a mixed identity. I'm not sure what the right words are, but it might prove not to be a hindrance. It might be, I don't know. But in the future, it might be an advantage that they have a sort of a, a dual identity. Mm, I think so, because like us Koreans are like trying to learn more of a language mm-hmm. for like our careers. And um, I feel a little difficulty learning um, English, for mm. example, because mm. I'm not the part of the culture. But like having a little part in the culture would make you feel more like easier to learn the language mm-hmm. or the yeah. culture itself more. But yeah, I think that, um, for example, your kids might be like feeling less pressure about um, learning the language because it was their culture, not the subject, mm. which was like my path. Actually, it's great when you're having two nationalities in you. And maybe I'm kind of having the similar case, not in terms of nationalities, but in terms of two cultures. Mm -hmm. Because I was asking myself what culture I'm belonging to. And I just understood that there is no need to really ask yourself it. Because the answer is simple. You're a mix of both. Mm -hmm. And... When I understood that, at first I was thinking that it might not be that great. But then I understand, understood that the bigger, the better, because your horizons are getting widespread. And it's actually more useful for you to be adjusted to any culture in the future. Yeah. I feel a bit like that with Korean. I, I think sort of adopting Korean culture and being here for so long hasn't hindered me. My experience is a bit different from yours, but obviously it, it, it's really useful to learn many cultures and uh, and try to bring them into you, and yeah, just like music genres or anything. We haven't spoken about um, the the areas of, of Korea. So before we started this, recording, oh, yeah. we were talking about like a Dongdaemun and uh, and the restaurants that have beer. I'm not sure if you might know this, Yunso, but the beer sometimes doesn't have names on it. It's just like one, two, three, four. And that's in terms of alcohol uh, percentage and things like that. So you're like, I'll have a number three, please, mate. Yonhua, have you been down to Dog? Can you tell us, like, do, do the Koreoians, do they have a, a place, a community? A specific or? place, can <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think Korean, like, Koreoin lives in. Uh, a lot lives in Incheon, Ansan, yeah. and places of Gyeonggi province. Um, because first, uh, Koreaen came there because there's very like cheap um, houses. Mm. And then uh, like there were a lot of uh, jobs. It, it was easy to get some job. And like um, they come here because their friends came there and they made like a big community and i can see like uh, almost i think 90 percent of korean they live in ansan and there is like their village also in incheon uh, calls hambak maul there is a lot of uh korean like Convenience stores, oh, Koreans, convenience stores, uh, cafeterias, um, flower shops, and they uh, do their business uh, like doing nails for yeah, uh, foreigners 
or <laughs> like haircuts because they have very specific uh, style. So they do their business and like develop their community mm. in such mm. areas. And I would also say that there is a lot of Russian Korean churches, which yeah. is mostly f- yeah. filled by only Russian-speaking people. And like during the 2019, I visited at least maybe 10 Russian Korean churches. Mm. And as I remember, there was not a lot of people because um, maybe it was the only time when it was only opening. But I visited two of them last year and it got much bigger. The community is huge. They got social media improvements. They do everything to kind of make community even bigger. And as for cities, I would also say that there is Kwanju uh, province, right? Kwanju. Yeah, there is also. I think Gwangju. Mm. It's two Gwangjus. The Gwangju near Seoul or the Gwangju down? Oh, Busan, Busan. Near, which is like <coughs> traditional one, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I've been there during 2019 and I also met like a lot of Korean people. A lot of Koryosara. What do you call a Koryosara moksa or a father? A priest in a church? Uh, in Russian? Yeah, well, I, I do, in your church. Would it just oh, yeah, we use Russian language in churches also. I think just past pastor. Pastor? Yeah, pastor. Okay. pastor. <laughs> what's, the, what's the vibe like in a Koryosaran church? Mm. I mean, <laughs> like the English churches are sometimes very kind of like quiet and dour. I mean, it's very different from like a gospel one or something uh, like that. Or as I remember, well, mostly it was Protestantism churches. Yeah. And it was very active. For example, when they were singing, they would also use dance move to <laughs> praise the God and stuff. And... Yeah. <laughs> You don't feel that much pressure because I'm coming from the also Protestantism family, mm. but I'm Adventist. Mm. And this is a little bit different um, way of it because I got to be kind of very, very quiet in the church. I got to act very quietly, just sit, praise, um, pray, and that's it. But in Russian Korean churches that follow the Protestantism overall, um, the things that I noticed, like, they're very actively mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe the church is really big in sort of the Korean-American community as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm not sure for diasporas or something like that, uh, religions or organizations, they play a really big role. I remember watching that Netflix uh, series Beef, mm-hmm. uh, and they yeah. feature sort of a Korean-American church, and I saw so many articles come out from Korean Americans or people on social media going, yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine. that was really big part of sort of a diaspora having that. I think one of the reasons also why a lot of Russian Korean people go to churches because this is the place where you can find people. Mm. And because when you come to the country, you know, like you don't know anyone, you probably don't know the languages. Unfortunately, a lot of the majority of Russian Koreans, they don't know uh, Korean language. Mm. And that's the place where we can find a lot of friends, a little god people. And maybe it's also related that as there is language barrier, it comes with the problem of finding a kind of status job. Mostly Russian Korean people uh, have to like do manual labor. Mm. And obviously it's kind of hard physical and mental job. And that's why communicating just talking to other people obviously uh, makes this issue 10 times easier and churches just became one of these communities where you can really feel stress mm. during the weekends mm. and 
I'm not sure, but uh, I went to like a huge church, which is actually located in Seoul. And there was a lot of Russian Koreans, but it was more, I guess it still was a Korean Korean church. But I guess throughout the time, they tried to develop and mix communities, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. So there can be like both communities that mixed and they uh, read Bible in English and in Korean for both. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's fascinating. In this idea of Koreanness, I'm kind of jumping topic a little bit because I'm, I'm still thinking about uh, Yonhua's video that we watched, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you you in that video, Yonhua, you started talking about um, Uri yeah. and Han yeah. and Nunchi. It's yeah. like this is what it means that sometimes you might not have the appearance. You said mm -hmm. you you don't worry about appearance anymore. But I I think in that video, if I I remember, you said something like, "But I feel Han and I feel Korean <laughs> in my soul." <laughs> you yeah. were using this kind of language, which was really interesting <laughs> to me. I was I I told you I was watching your video assignment one night just sitting there watching students assignments and i had, had a glass of glass of wine or port in my hand i was drinking it and i watched yours and i was like oh my god <laughs> you were getting really deep and existential in it and i was like i'm going to show my students this tomorrow and i did i showed you so can you maybe say something about this idea of um I, I think we're talking about Korean concepts. When you were doing this, you was you were sort of thinking about, do I have this Uri? Do I have this Nunti? Can you say something about that, maybe? Mm, in the past, I even don't uh, didn't think about like concept of Uri or Han. I just did it because uh, it was like very normal to me and very um, usual things to do. But like. Um, studying and uh, knowing deeper about concept of Uri, Han, I recognize that maybe because of it, I do it. And mm -hmm. it is yeah. like in blood, in heart and in soul. And you can't um, like explain exactly what is it. And when like Koryo Saram may community um, find people to communicate maybe it's about like this concept of Uri mm. and like they're returning to Korea and stay here and maybe it's al also because of Han and also like preservation of values of our grandparents mm. it's also yeah. because of Han and like their um, patriotic mm. and um, because of their love of their like homeland and place where they born. Do you feel much Hegukshim? Do you feel much of the patriotism? Like you, they are mingo fighting. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I yeah? think yeah. I have, but <laughs> I'm a little bit curious if I am from maybe if I am from North Korea. Yeah. So, in which part I should like feel it? But I think. Uh, for me, Korea is like one, and I I just used to uh, love it. And um, can you say something about the North Korea part? Um, I think language is very similar, uh, mm. but saying about appearance also is uh, more closer to North Korean. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. How would you describe it? Is it just a vibe that it's hard to describe? I mean, I know there's these old expressions. What is it? Um, Nam Nam Buk Yo or something like this. Is that mm. the correct one? Like Southern men and Northern oh, I girls. Don't know this one. <laughs> I don't know if we're still allowed to say it, but I've, I've heard <laughs> that. What's the difference in, in your... I think it's really unexplainable, like <laughs> vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also yeah. Uh, the fact that there no Russian uh, well, mm. I think it's um, made us closer to mm. each other. Mm. Yeah, maybe Soviet Union presence yeah. and relationships with that during that period affects it. I never had the North Korean angle in in my mind before. Like I was doing the reading, I was doing you know I was talking to you, mm-hmm. and it's only just now talking to you that it you know. Mm. It sort of popped up. Yunso, did you see any of that when you were thinking about? Did anybody sort of mention North Korea in relation to <laughs> Koryos Arab? Like, um. <laughs> I know it's a weird. I know it's a very sensitive and things, but it, it, it's real, right? And I, yeah. I, I didn't think about it uh, um, at all. Yeah, the interesting part is that you guys, like, in a way, think of North Korea and South Korea as a like linked one, right? But we kind of learn as a South Korean mm-hmm. in elementary school, we learned that um, we are divided, but we have to be together mm-hmm. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, like we even have the child song for the wishing for unification kind of thing. But oh, really? give us a taste of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our wish is the unification kind of song. <laughs> <laughs> in a mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does it sound like? <laughs> kind of stuff. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I hope I it's unification, know. something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It is. Yeah, like in elementary school, we learned uh, unification in a very hopeful way and a mm. wish to like have mm. a have it as a goal. But nowadays in politics, I think that um, South Koreans do not see North Korean as a like real family. We mm. we used to be a family, but now we are in a like sensitive situation kind mm. of stuff. Yeah. When I um, show students sometimes pictures of Pyongyang or videos, like they will see the apartments. My South Korean students will see the the photos of the apartments of Pyongyang, and they'll look at me and go, "What's that?" <laughs> because they expect it to be mud and, and, and cows yeah. and things yeah. like this and then I show them the subway and they kind of take another step and it, mm. it, it's very different your <laughs> your dad was there recently <laughs> not uh, yeah not actually recently but not maybe recently sorry sorry yeah, yeah it was yeah. maybe like 15 years ago yeah and I found out about it maybe the last year and that was crazy because <laughs> I just literally asked my father whether he has ever been to Korea. And he mm. said, yeah, but not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he went there. The left one. <laughs> <laughs> he Sorry. went there because of his work. <laughs> he was responsible for some uh, rail systems mm. for the trains and stuff. And the things that he said was basically that he was treated very nicely. Mm. It was a very uh, clean train with a lot of people but as he entered the workers did everything to find him a best place and stuff and he spent there overall maybe five days and he said that the hotel was great he saw that something might be a little weird in terms of it felt like um very structural Mm. it felt like a box and everything is like made to impress a visitor 
But overall, it was fine. He said that as he was Korean and by that time, maybe relations were better between the countries. He didn't face any issues, but he would always say that he would say that he would feel kind of being spectated by others. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and thank God he came back nicely. Nothing happened to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that was crazy. <laughs> When I found it about it, I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and the, on the way here we were talking about um, people like Andre Lankov mm, the, the scholar yeah. that studied at Kim Il-sung University and things like this yeah. yeah there is a lot of actually things on the social media of Russian social media platforms going on about North Korea mm. because due to political reasons and some sort of connections between Russia and North Korea yeah there is a lot of appeal of videos related to generally North Korean culture, mm-hmm. the situation nowadays in the country. And yeah, I watched that video you mentioned and it was very useful in terms of me understanding that maybe when you live in South Korea, you don't feel that danger overall because people generally treat North Korea as something very very different these days mm. and something very dangerous in a certain way. But in South Korea, I really feel safe and just don't care about it that much. Because even though, if you think about it, it's very close. But at the same time, you realize that what kind of actions should be, needs to be done. So the situation is going to escalate. Like when you think about it, you realize that it's almost like impossible or something. Mm -hmm. I was at a a conference with um, uh, Raymond Pacheco, Pardo and Victor Cha. And mm. they were talking about these four low, hundreds and hundreds of trains going across the Russian-North Korean border these days yeah, yeah. and That's supporting why. various mm. war efforts. But that aside, what I think about is that in the English or Korean-speaking world, we have a very different interpretation of history than from the Russian-speaking world. And, mm. like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about going into social media bubbles and echo chambers in Korea, in South Korea between left and right and men and women. But there's this whole other um, ecosphere of, of Korean studies and history and information and culture that will be going on in Russian, right? in, yeah, in exactly. these languages that, that we get to miss out on. And you, and you guys get to see it, though. Like, you have the advantage here, I think. Oh. Oh, also curious, like, what is the current, mostly, like, Korean perception of North Korea? Um, like, what's going on in the minds of... Korean people. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> um, actually, um, we don't really um, feel the threat from the North Korea, but mm-hmm. like when there is a news about like bombs and atomic things, oh, yeah. then they then we are like little bit aware of the war, mm. but we don't really think of uh, North Korea as like starting a war like right at the moment. Mm. Mm. We don't really feel it. Yeah, I can see. There's that wonderful video of uh, a man. He's uh, the uh, the bomb shelters in South Korea. Yeah. There's Aww. like Starbucks and underground parks, and there's a man interviewing a woman, and a pigeon flies by, and the woman screams, and the man asks her, "Are you more scared of pigeons than North Korea?" She says, "Yes." <laughs> Damn yes. Korean people are really scared of pigeons sometimes. Is there a lot of bomb shelters here in Korea? There are, but. They are not really shelters. 
very <laughs> sign that it is a shelter, but that does not have like water or supplies or food. Oh, so it's not really. Preferred. It's just an open place. Yeah. Oh. It's just a car park. Yeah. It's just a garage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's just that. Is there something that um, people get wrong about Koryo Saram? Is there like a misinterpretation? Is there something that people misunderstand or or you wish that they knew more? Yeah. Because like I, I, I'm only finding out really from you guys as well. And, mm -hmm. and, but is there something that we should know more about? Is there something that people get wrong when we talk or think about Koryo Sarams? Honestly speaking, I have never faced any bad experience or shreds from Korean people here. Uh, mostly in case if we talk about old generation, they generally understand what Koryo Saram is. Mm. They know the reasons why um, we sometimes don't know Korean, we act differently. But as for young generation, I wish uh, the news would make more focus on generally different diasporas of Korean people. Because it actually plays a huge role in the Korean history during the last century. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure there is a lot of information about Kyopo in the English, but there is not much about Korosaram in English. Mm -hmm. That's why I would it would be great, I guess, for a Korean society to generally understand the information about the different diasporas, including us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't really feel anything bad because of that. Whenever I meet people who are genuinely curious about my diaspora, I just explain them kind of briefly, mm. my case. Mm. And they're like, oh, that's great. That's cool. And sometimes I even like feel great because they um, act kind of differently in a good way. So, yeah, I guess that's great. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think um, the main like issue is that uh, they treat us Korean, mm. treat us uh, like foreigners. So they uh, even maybe they understand that um, we have like same homeland, historical homeland. By but because of language, uh, they treat us as foreigners. So I want uh, them maybe to understand that we are Koreans too but and mm. our like grand grandparents didn't want to go to Soviet mm. Union uh, they just had to do it so yeah I think um, I wish yeah how to uh, say Daniel uh, younger generation like understand and know more about different diasporas not only Korean but like also yeah, yeah, Japanese, Koreans, or like um, something like that. Mm. Do you think it will happen? Are you positive? I mean, do you walk into this confident or you're a bit pessimistic? What do you think, Yanhua? Or will there be change? And mm. if there will be change, <clears throat> excuse me, does it come through social media or contact? Or is there, are you confident it will change? Or if so, how do we make this change? Mm, I think it will change because. Um, um Korean diaspora Koreans diaspora here um becomes like more larger and bigger mm, yeah. and social media are uh, also like more progressive mm. and um I noticed that more uh, pure Koreans they uh, recognize uh, us and they um, start to understand 
uh, who we are uh, and also a lot of more and more Korean come here and like create families uh, someone uh, get married to Hangugin and something yeah. like m- multicultural <laughs> families uh, uh, appear a lot so I think it will change a lot yeah and I saw some statistics during the last um, decade like mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. the process of Kodosaran people coming back to the Korea got much higher and it increased like maybe four times so there is a lot of uh, Kodosaran people in not only the Seoul state but as you mentioned before like mostly they appeal in Ansan mm. Incheon mm. and I wanted to say something about Tondemun which is very unique district for Kodosaran people here in Seoul. Mm. It's actually a place where <laughs> you can find Noreban with Russian songs, you can find Russian places. Mm, we, we had Yunso give us the unification song <laughs> in Korean. Come on, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> give it what what do you say? Get a Russian Noreban in Dog Debut. Oh <laughs> give us a line. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually like <laughs> Is something which, like, a place where you can find your hometown mm-hmm. in Korea. Mm-hmm. It is a very unique places for us because for some period of time we can feel back at home, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. in addition to that, the Tonde Moon includes a lot of cafes um, that presents not only Russian but mostly it's still Uzbekistan food. Mm-hmm. But as through the history, um, a lot of people from Uzbekistan familiar with Russian language. That's why we never face this issue when we go there speaking Russian. And the food is fantastic. I recommend generally everyone <laughs> to get introduced to this. And also I want to say that on Itawan Street there is a Russian cafe called Troika. And they have a good borscht. As for other meals, I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah. What does Troika mean? Is that three or oh. is it? Yeah. Troika is free. Okay, okay. I don't really know why they chose this title. And, and, and tell me about borscht. Oh, borscht <laughs> is a national Russian soup. Unfortunately, not Kodosaran food. <laughs> it consists of uh, vegetables, and I'm not about. I'm not sure about the title of the main ingredient, which is also yeah, beet. I guess it's beets, and so mm. the color of the soup is actually. Purple, light purple. <laughs> oh wow! And it's very tasty. And I noticed that a lot of foreigners they're mostly familiar with borscht and pilmeni. Okay. Pilmeni is like mandu, Russian very Russian. Mandu. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And as for kodosaramchik, I would say I see a lot of differences. And like in Russia, in our family, mostly we eat, as we said before, like pabimuri, different version of kimchi in terms mm. of yeah. this. Um, like kimchi tastes different also. yeah yeah <laughs> what does it taste like <laughs> it's like is it more fishy more meaty more spicy less spicy less spicy yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like more chewy yeah and because Not really agrees with you <laughs> i think she's missing the food oh and we also have kuksu but it's said it's uh pronounced as kuksi. kuksi and it's actually reminds me more like a nengmyeong mm. not kuksu here Mm. Yeah, and it's fantastic. I really miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 
food is a really important thing is yeah. it i mean sure, when i first came to korea it, yeah. Was, yeah. it took me about i don't know 10 years to want korean food when i was mm. tired or hung over or something mm. like this you know uh, and now i'm fi- if if i'm tired or hung over yeah give me some it's not korean but tatangmyeon or mm. or something like that or bibimbap yeah. and, and i'll eat it but it took me a while to get adjusted mm. food is such a big part of uh, yeah. i think who we are as as people and if you can eat it and that's probably why when you're in korea if you look like i do it doesn't happen as much now but latin and malia back in the day <laughs> like uh-uh. ajumas would watch me eat food they they if if we were ordering like dukumi or soup or something like that they would go they would say it's spicy and something like that and then when you would eat it they would watch you put it into your mouth and go <laughs> they would be really curious can you eat this and i think food is a really big part of identity or being part of a culture that if you can eat that's why koreans don't like it that i don't mm. eat rice yeah and like, david you have to eat more rice <laughs> i would say like actually Korean food is not that diversity in terms of ingredients. Ooh, we get into dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> and as for restaurants here, in case if they're Europeans presented, mostly it's Italian food. Yeah. And I carbonara, at first they love their carbonara. Yeah, at first yeah. I was confused because they would mix in one restaurant a Korean food or Japanese mm. with Italian food. Mm. So it's like pizza and chicken mm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're in Russia, we don't have that. We have one specific restaurant with one specific country menu. Mm. Mm. So this diversity, lack of diversity in Korea got me thinking like, because at first I thought that it would be more in terms of the range of food. But actually, I wouldn't say that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, food is a really big, like giving you, you get pizza, but then you get a little bowl of pickles and then you get a kimchi. Sure. They, they do the i think in um once our finals are all over in january we should meet up again like us four mm. and we should go to a restaurant in dongdaemun yeah. oh yeah for right. sure, yeah yeah for and sure. then, then we'll get the real yeah. good treatment you up for that yeah and then, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that'll be quite nice yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. if me and yunso walked in there we might get some nice service but if we walk in with some some russian speakers or something right? yeah and i noticed that in those type of places there is more appeal of hanguk saramduri Mm. And they just speak Korean. They like the Uzbekistan Russian food, and they just go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting when I've been in there, I d- I'm not sure if you'll listen to this, but s- shout out to Stephen Epstein, who's just an amazing polyglot. Um, what What I like about going into those places is you might see, um, sounds weird, but other white people. They might mm. be Russian or they might yeah. be, but then you have to speak to them in Korean. <laughs> because they don't speak English and so you get this really weird situation <laughs> where these, these two white guys speak in Korean to each other because mm. that's yeah. the only way to communicate yeah yeah here exactly that's it <laughs> no English <laughs> yeah uh, have we missed anything like I, I feel like we've covered like most of the bases um, I, I, I like the fact Yonhua that you're positive about being accepted but i also like that you you want to be accepted almost when you were yeah. saying it, you were like god damn it <laughs> please recognize us we are here the population of is like seventy thousand. am i getting my numbers uh, right you did some research approximately like 500 500 in the cis countries oh in the cis yeah. yeah as for korean as for people who live here these days might be seven seventy thousand seventy thousand yeah eighty thousand that's quite a lot right yeah, and it's getting bigger. That's yeah. the thing. Mm. I think the interesting thing is that we always see this um, 
repre- no, it's changing. I shouldn't generalize like this, but we sometimes uh, associate uh, multiculturalism and things like that with you know, white people on television and things like that. Yeah. But it doesn't represent the actual demographics inside mm. the country. Uh, the, 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 there's a different thing. Uh. Mm. And there is also a thing I wanted to say that maybe it's not only about Kodosaram, but still a lot of people from different diasporas, they feel homesick. Mm. Because mm. I would say that mostly people who are mature, they're, and generally all people are mostly affected by the background and the early years, the environment they were born. So even myself, I had to struggle with some, not mental issues, but feelings, emotions of feeling homesick. Mm-hmm. And for example, during the last year, I was attending language school program, as I said. And during the Samgip, third level, I understood that by the end of it, I'm going to leave for at least like one month. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt that I need to kind of refresh. Yeah, Because Korea is great, everything is available, stable. But still you belong to... Mm, some places that you were born in yeah yeah so yeah i went to russia for one or two months it was very refreshing and i came back to korea with full of energy and yeah so it was a very good period what i what i very well said because what i think is most important Mm -hmm. is that we we've been talking about like koryoin as a group, as a whole community, as a monolith mm-hmm. where yeah. everybody kind of thinks the same and speaks the same and eats the same. But just between you two, that's why it's so cool to have you both here. Whereas, Daniel, you you kind of feel this pull back to... to you can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I watched your no, work I agree, and you I were agree. like, no, I, I, I feel Russian and my home is there and that's the vibe. You respect both, but mm. that's where... And then for you, Yonhua, you were yeah. like, it's here. Yeah. And so we use this word... But inside that label of Koryoin, there's all of these different moves yeah, yeah, and yeah. pushes and pulls. And it's, it's not just one thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about, actually. Like, Korean people, people are still different. Those, right. yeah. some found their place here in Korea, some coming back to CIS countries because they realize that they're just too different. Mm. And no matter how time going to pass, how much time going to pass, it's not really going to change situation in mm. their mind, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. But as for us, I guess as we were young, all, um, for us, it's still just... You didn't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> for us, living here, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's still just a good experience as we are young to see the world and being able to compare not only our home countries, Mm. But also Korea, yeah, you know. So that's why. Yun, so uh, I completely agree. I'm pr- I'm probably the same age as your dad. I'm realizing. He, well, my dad is in his forties, right? Was born seventy six. He's got a few years on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some white in my beard though. Yun, so this is a weird thing, but like, uh, based on this, could you say something in Korean, like about? The Koryoins. I mean, because we're speaking in English, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there might be some people out there, like Korean people, that don't speak English. So I, I'm just wondering, like, what would you say based on like what Yonhua said, what Daniel said, like that Korean people might be able to hear, that Korean people might be able to listen? Is, is there any kind of um, conclusion or any thoughts that you've had based on this conversation? Anything that we need to 
to say or while listening to you talking i thought that koreans are like not very um appreciating you guys like mm. enough we are just um ignorant <laughs> on the like korea saram community and korea saram culture like not as the Joseonjo culture mm. and the reason why we are like more um acknowledging about Joseonjo is that is that just we see them in the real life oh, yeah. so um for koreans i think that we think of like historical fact not the social mm. people when we hear the term korea saram so i think that for koreans we should um try to know more about korea saram and we should keep in mind that they are all different so like do not think them as like, oh they're from russia okay oh they're from like oh korea oh, what are they kind of stuff we should like try to learn more about it and more appreciate about it mm. it got me deep yeah, i think uh, also koreans behavior is important too because some koreans are like their behavior is not good here so I think uh, their behavior is yeah, important too because sometimes I feel very like uh, like embarrassed in bad way because of them. Yeah, there were sometimes in the news appeal the uh, cases of um, criminal behavior mm. of some Koyosaran people and I'm not really sure why it's happening that much. Because considering the sizes of community and diaspora, mm, the amount of cases is big, especially here in Korea where the police system is very strict and very good. So yeah, actually that's mm, the thing that mm, shall be really changed in terms of the law system, I would suppose. Because, uh, because of the behavior of some presenters of diaspora, mm. Uh, mm. There are also like visa limitations and generally the rights of Korean people, and it generally makes people of other um, presenters of Korean diaspora just harder, you know. Mm. And maybe some laws should be introduced specifically towards Korean people, and it would be better for the system. What kind of laws do you mean? Sorry, I do agree mm. with you. By the way, that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think sometimes our perceptions is based on news or stories, and mm. in the news we only generally see bad stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and we only see labels. We don't see, for example, Yanwa or Daniel. I think seeing people is so important, yeah. by the way. So our immediate thought is not to a group, but rather to an individual. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really like that. But you were mentioning about laws. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Maybe it shall be related to specific cultures mm. itself. And considering the background of certain groups of people uh, of Koro Saram, because, for example, Russian Korean people and Uzbekistan Korean people who are all Koro Saram, there are still kind of differences, you know, in terms of behavior. Yeah. And I'm not sure, but I suppose for them, the laws works just for other all foreigners itself mm, mm. and i just was thinking about maybe there is should be introduced a certain group of laws that can be that can affect and be specificized mm. on like our diaspora itself yeah mm. i remember during the covid19 pandemic they would have the the numbers here in south korea on the news they would have the numbers 
of uh, people infected, but then also the numbers of people affected from abroad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there was all that, that there's that Uri, and then there's the Nam, yeah. and then there's the, the Tain, the, the, the others. And I, I think that's it's been part of Korean culture for a long right. time. And mm, yeah. that helped Korea get where it's got to. Mm-hmm. It will change maybe going forward. Mm-hmm. Any 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 final like kind of words or anything that we've missed? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I want to know how do we say goodbye? You taught me this in in Russian, didn't you? <laughs> Just a minute ago in the elevator. No, did, what did you teach? Me? I said "здравствуйте," which means "I was here." As for the свидание, you can say "oh." <laughs> so the свидание means "I'm here, can say So it says "yeah, bye." Have a good day. Dobrovo dnia. But mostly we say like the Sudanya. <laughs> you said that really quietly. I, I tried it. Um Do. Do. Svi. Svi. Da. Da. Ni. Ni. Ya. Yeah. Do Svidania. Or just Paka. Paka. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. before we say Paka, any any final idea? Um final idea. I think um Nowadays, uh, like Korean society becomes larger. There are a lot of like uh, association, mm. youth organization of Korean, mm. and it's very like important to uh, develop uh, Korean's community. But it's also important to uh, like develop community between Korean and Hangukin too. Oh, yeah. So not only survive, but <laughs> but we're good kids. Yeah. <laughs> Not only survive like uh, uh, being Korean, but mm. also mm. be part of Korean society. I think it's mm. important yeah. too. And uh, for Korean, be more open-minded. Uh, I wish they will become more friendlier to Hangugin and like there will um, build great relationship together. Mm. What lesson is beautifully said, by the way? How? What lessons have you learned in how in doing that? Because you've you've worked in um, car parks and coffee shops and things <laughs> like this. I, I don't mean to say that disrespectfully. Yeah. That's that's what you mm-hmm. told us, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what lessons have you learned about sort of adapting to this society or getting on? Is there something that you think is important to remember, or is a good tactic or? Mm, I think it's very important to like um, change your mind and uh, try to understand that it's okay uh, to be different and it's okay to mm. have different values and views and it's not bad it's it's um, on the contrary like good to uh, see diversity of it and uh, do not be negative in like yeah. and aggressive. Just be a good person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Any any final words, Yunzo, before we um maybe for um Russian Koreans, we appreciate mm. your representations in society, <laughs> especially young people, because like we are the future of this world, you know. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, like, just be yourself and just be present in the society. We appreciate a lot. And us Koreans will try to um, understand and acknowledge more of your culture. And if you want, we would like to accept you. And you 
if you want, you, <laughs> you, um, we would appreciate that if you would accept our culture as yours. Yeah. And for Koreans, uh, I think that we should be like more um, aware about other cultures more than Korean because we have like no not many experiences like I said mm. in the first yeah. time. Mm. So yeah, just be open to any chances and try to meet many people and try to be a nice people of Korea because we are the faces of mm. Korea then yeah. yeah foreigners would think of as Korea is a good country which might be like good yeah the whole we nation should try so mm. I think incredibly well said I think it takes uh, courage and bravery to stand up and say who you are because I, when I asked you, like, should we do a podcast? You could have said, like, no, this is weird or I don't want to do it. I'm a bit scared. What if I say the wrong thing? I don't want people yeah. to look at me. And genuinely, I, I, I think it takes courage to say, well, this is who I am. And yeah, I, I, I might get things wrong or we might stumble over different things as we get to get to know each other. But I, I think that's really part of the getting to know people process and you know I, I sometimes might say the wrong thing as I deal with people from all different cultures and languages ethnicities Daniel just confirmed that I am old and so even when I'm talking to to young people I might say words that are like kind of you're not allowed to say in your generation anymore because these values change but I think it requires the courage to actually speak yeah. rather than remain silent and when you speak to people you see the whites of their eyes uh I was trying to try and, I was trying to express that to my Korean teacher. She was like, "Why are you talking about the whites of the eyes?" But I think it's important, not online, but like in person. Yeah, is, is really important. So, uh, I, I I learned so much from you, and I, I'm looking forward to um, Dong Demun. Anytime, I'm ready. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. We can say poka. <laughs> Once a free count, right? Say it one more time. Boka. 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 No. Boka. Baka. Baka. Writing is boka, but saying baka. Okay, I I trust you. Ana do set. Baka. All right. Nice, nice.